Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey, everybody. We are so excited to be with you today. It's Mac and Ken. Hello. Hey, guys. And today's episode, we are talking all about the flirt. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm actually a flirt, too. Yeah. So this my- is your episode. Yeah. This is for you. All about me. <laughs> So we didn't want to just have Ken's on today's episode, so we brought in (laughs) a very special guest, one of our favorite flirts in the world, and her name is Emily Wiseband. And Emily is very, very special to us because she is actually one of the three, so myself, Ken's, and Em, who started Delight way back in the day at Belmont University. Yes, I don't know if you've read the full story of how Delight got started, but it's all on one of the first pages in our website. And there's a part in the story that talks about the girl who sold knives over the summer. Which sounds so funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's Emily. That's Emily. She sold knives. So yes, Em is actually uh, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And she's really just has an amazing heart. And you'll see in our interview, I think she's just like... She just has a way of being so real and authentic, and it's funny because we are total opposites, but we get along so well, and she's actually a super successful songwriter and artist, and she has actually won a Grammy. So cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. When you go over to her house, it's just sitting on the shelf, and it's so casual and chill, but really awesome. (laughs) And she's also just, like I said, a songwriter. Actually, she wrote the song that's on the radio right now, Camila Cabela, Consequences. Loving you is like, not quite. Loving Shoot. you had consequences. consequences. Wow, Ken's is a great singer. Wow. That was embarrassing. That was good. That was beautiful. So Em wrote that song um, and is just an amazing person all around. Though I love the way she loves the Lord and everything. So we're pumped to introduce you to her. But before we do that, we thought that we should give you a little bit more information on the flirt. So the flirt is the girl who probably had her first kiss in the second grade and has been chasing boys ever since. If you were to look at her phone, she might be texting at least three to six guys that she's currently leading on. Two of them have probably already confessed their love for her and she's just waiting for the moment where she can finally ghost them. The flirt is life of the party, full of personality, and isn't afraid to lay all of her cards out on the table. She lives for the thrill of the chase and is the number one player of the game. To put it simply, the flirt loves attention without commitment. Yeah, she probably feels most valued when she's getting attention from the guys and has placed a large part of her identity in the way that she looks. She's so accustomed to receiving attention that probably the thrill of one person's love just doesn't seem to be good enough. This mentality has built unreachable expectations which keep her from ever experiencing real love. 
This never-ending chase has distracted her from finding true contentment in the Lord. And instead of relying on God to feel valued, she often relies on everybody else, which predictably always leaves her feeling empty and alone. So there are five main tendencies that define a flirt. We'll talk about them a little bit more in the interview, but here's the first. The first is that she feels validated through physical intimacy. This one's really hard to admit, but it's probably really true. She cares a lot about the way she looks, and that can often lead her to only being valued or affirmed when she's intimate physically with somebody else. Yeah, the second one is that the flirt wants guys to fall in love with her even though she doesn't have feelings for them. And she is willing to stomp on a few guys' hearts so that she can feel valued and feel like all the guys love her. (laughs) The third is that she's always looking for an excuse to run. So she can find the smallest thing and make that into a really huge deal, break up with them and run far, far away. (laughs) And that's a huge tendency of the flare. Yes, definitely. The next one is that she creates unattainable expectations for potential relationships. Flirts, you know you do this. You have this idea in your head of the perfect guy and you will settle for nothing less, but you'll flirt with a bunch of guys while you wait for that perfect guy to show up in your life. The fifth and final tendency is that it's difficult for her to express feelings or show love. This is usually because the flirts love the chase, they love the game, and they love the affirmation, get caught up in that. And so when it comes time to actually be intimate with somebody, when it comes time to actually love somebody and put the attention off of themselves and onto them, it's just difficult for them to do that. Yeah, so good. So those are the tendencies. That's the profile of who the flirt is. Uh, Remember that, store that away. We're so pumped for you to get to know Emily today and to talk about all things being a flirt. So let's do this. Yay. Hey, Emily. (laughs) What's up? Um, not much. Just hanging out with my two besties here. Whoa, yes. this is a cool moment, I feel like. I it's pretty exciting. Yay. Well, the audience needs to know a little bit more about you. So mm-hmm. could you introduce yourself and also maybe share a little bit about your dating history? Okay. Ooh, right <laughs> oh, into it. <laughs> Something right in. Um, I love it. Uh, I'm Emily. I'm from Virginia. I moved to Nashville eight years ago. Are we eight years now? I think maybe a little less. Seven, seven, seven and, and a half. Um, and I don't know. I'm the oldest of five kids, so I'm a little bit of an attention hog. Yes, hog. hog. <laughs> no. Yes, that doesn't. Ergo, no. why I'm a flirt and why you picked me for this podcast. Yes, a flirt. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her right now. She's literally wearing her flirt t-shirt too. I'm really a flirt owning t-shirt. it. Yes. I love it. Um, <laughs> if it's really nice, you guys should totally get one. Um, and my dating history, I don't know. I had two serious boyfriends in high school. The first one I was obsessed with. The second one, oh gosh, I hope he never hears this. I he was super nice, <laughs> but like I wasn't that into him. Like, sorry. He's married now, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> I don't think he'll be good, too good. butthurt if he ever hears this. But um, And then I didn't date anybody for like three or four years. 
And then I started making out with a bunch of people. And then I had another serious boyfriend. And then I broke up with him and started making out with a bunch of people again. <laughs> so it's it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like you have some trouble committing. Oh, oh majorly. Commitment phobia. I'm majorly in trouble committing. But I will say, like, my... Um, all my boyfriends in high school, I, because I was the oldest, I, they called me the guinea pig of the family. So all eyes were mm. kind of on me as I, my first boyfriend was my whole family's first boyfriend. My first breakup was my whole family's first breakup. So, um, yeah, I, it was kind of like, <laughs> everybody watch Em, what she's doing. And I think my sisters should thank me because I've actually saved them from probably a few bad situations because they never want to be like me, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one of them true. will say, man, I wish I was more like Emily. Like, you'll never hear one of them say that. <laughs> uh, Maybe behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe, maybe behind maybe, the scenes. Maybe, maybe. That's think, so yeah. true. It's fun because I feel like I have been there for the... Evolvement of Emily being a flirt. (laughs) You really really have. And it's been really fun. It's fun to have like those friends that you truly walk through life with. But Mm -hmm. I think that we all want to hear because I really think, I think honestly, when we were talking, when we were writing the flirt, you were one of the people we had in mind because (laughs) I think you have a really interesting, like almost psyche when it comes to dating. But we want to hear from you. Who is single Emily? Like, what is Emily in her all-out flirtness? <laughs> what is this like? Single Emily is a total rock star. She kills it. <laughs> she kills it. <laughs> single Emily is a lone wolf, and she's vicious and fierce and so dope. Um, I love until it. about 8 p.m. <laughs> and then the, she's sitting in front of her fire making stupid videos of herself that she'll never post anywhere and probably going through her phone texting ran i literally texted three boys hi the other night oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) just to see who would answer and all three of them did but then i was in a situation like oh Oh, crap now now what do i do now i have to like which conversation do i want to like keep going which one do i have to like moonwalk out of (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah i think single emily loves the i mean it's exactly how y'all wrote the the type single emily loves attention and validation and feeling wanted um Mm. but single emily is not great at the follow through Mm -hmm. and the serious boyfriends i have had i think were more me trying to behave rather than me wanting to be in a relationship with somebody i've every serious relationship i've been Mm. in i've kind of resisted it um and then i'll it'll just kind of reach a head where i feel like i owe this person trying it and maybe in the meantime, I'll stop making out with randos if I am dating somebody. So, you know, I think my serious relation, like the last serious relationship I had, I think it was more of an attempt to behave. I didn't end up really loving that person. And, you know, he was a big part of my life for a couple of years, but um, it definitely did not start off great because it was a an attempt to get it together rather than actually being ready to share my heart with somebody. So... Yeah, I love single mm. Emily. She's super fun. She's really like focused. Um, but about 8 p.m., <laughs> Lone Wolf turns into loneliness, and then who knows what I'll do? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I that's, that's so cool. true. Yeah. I think it's cool you can admit that even. I think that's hard to admit to say like loneliness does settle in. Mm-hmm. 
And so I love, I think one of the most interesting things of the flirt is this almost like need for attention and affirmation. And um, because I think even in my life, I want that too, but I'm, I'm not the person that like goes out and finds it. So in your life, like how do you even see that bubbling up or coming to the surface? This like need for attention. How does that usually show up in your life or in your dating life? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, I've been called a tease before as <laughs> <laughs> a word that has been used to describe me by select people in the past. Um, I just like feeling wanted. I honestly, like, I just, am I allowed to say the sex eyes on here? Maybe not. Sex <laughs> is not a bad word. No, I would no. give people sex eyes, like, you know, oh, you can totally have this, but, like, no, you can't have this. I was, like, obsessed yeah. with my virginity for a really long time. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. what defined my faith for a really long time. So, um, pre-loss of virginity days, I think it was more oh yeah, we're totally, yeah, you could go there with me. And then when it actually came time to pay in the piper, it was kind of like, no, 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 I'm a virgin. Like that's what my faith is all about, like staying a virgin. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a huge part of my dating life in the beginning. Um, After the fact, um, I've grown a lot in that sense. And I know Mac and I are talking the other day. I I still love attention. I, I don't love... Um, cheap attention as much as I used to. I think that I like a little more expensive attention these days. As far as like, <laughs> oh, tell us the difference. Like, yeah. yeah, tell us the difference. You know, cheap versus expensive. Cheap, expensive yeah. attention just matters a little more. Like, oh, this girl is like really funny, or like, oh, this girl is super talented, and like, mm-hmm. wow, she's gorgeous, or you know. I really want to get to know this girl on a deeper level because she seems mm. super wise and blah, 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 like blah. The real, like, they see the qualities in you. Yeah. Exactly. And cheap attention is sliding into the DMs. Cheap attention is Ooh. like, hey, yeah, you totally could. What? No, you couldn't. What I are hope you the boys about? are, are listening. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's evolved over the years as I've matured. Definitely still part of my personality. I think it it's what makes me who I am, but at the same time, it totally does stunt me from probably allowing real genuine stuff into my life here and there but yeah totally okay so one of the biggest things about the flare is that they just simply fear commitment so tell us a little bit about that where does this deep fear where do you find this deep fear in your own life in your own Mm -hmm. heart let's dive a little deep there let's dive deep let's dive deep um, I'm just a very wide-eyed person, I think. I'm like an adventurer. I'm like, I want to see everything. I want to know everybody. I want to, like, I want all my options open so I can take over the world. And, like, mm, you know, yeah. I, I think it's always wondering if there's something else out there that I'm missing. You mm. know what I mean? It's like I have this fear of, since I was a kid, of, like, marrying the wrong person. Like, I would have yeah. this recurring anxiety dream growing up about, like, marrying the wrong person and um because I I'm very full of passion I'm very emotional (laughs) I'm very intense um and so I I am on on this constant chase for that feeling I think Mm -hmm. um and when I find something that is probably really healthy and normal and 
positive, maybe it doesn't feel intense enough for me or passionate mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. I, I start going like, okay, well, what if, um, there's something else out there that doesn't feel like I'm settling as much, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what if, and then I sell my soul to this situation too soon. And then 10 years from now I run into that feeling again. And mm. I, I just think it's this fear of like, there could always be something settling. Else out there. Exactly. Like there's always something else out there. And like, I just want to be like free and open and willing to find it when I do, you know what yeah. I mean? So and this might be a really hard question, but do, do you, it. when do you feel like this fear of commitment might go away? Oh, I literally have no idea. <laughs> I have no plans of it going away anytime soon. So you're just going to forever like, run away from a commitment? No, I'm not. I just, I, I've always like, I really don't know. I'm still working through that, to be honest. Mm. Cause like, I, I really believe that I can have both. Like God knows me. God made mm. me this way. Like, I think that we all have the way that we are. And sometimes it's channeled when, when Jesus is like, my therapist says it like this. She says, Emmy, your conference table. And there's a lot of Emily's sitting at the table and your job, the older you get and the more that you learn about people and life and connect with people, your job is to go into every situation and you get to decide who heads the meeting. So like, yeah, spiritual Emily's sitting at the table and sexy Emily's sitting at the table and creative Emily's there and serious Emily's there. And but in every situation, you get to decide who heads the meeting. And when my true self is heading the meeting, like the me that's super connected with like who God made me to be and God's like actively working through my life and, and the whole mm-hmm. thing, when that girl is heading the meeting, it keeps all the other parts of who I am in check. Mm-hmm. Whereas when that's not heading the meeting, some of these other parts end up taking the driver's seat as far as the meeting goes. And that's when Mm -hmm. I'm a little out of whack. So I think that I don't fight the way that I like, I don't fight the way that I just naturally am and the way that I naturally feel and the things that I just naturally want. Yeah. Um, I just believe that like God knows that about me. He Mm -hmm. made me that way and he knows that about me and he knows what I'm going to need. I don't know what I need. I have no idea. I yeah. don't even really know what I want most of the time. <laughs> I want something different every five minutes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so the flirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want it all. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. I'm just taking it a day at a time. I'm not really like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm trying to do something different with my, they're like daily decisions. Like, okay, it's 8 p.m. I'm lonely. Mac, come over. I get the phone call Instead of like texting this through, okay, it's 8 p.m. Like, I'm lonely. Okay, who's like a girl that I've been thinking about lately who I haven't like actually reached out to? Let me reach out to her and see what she's doing. You know what I mean? And just trying to like redirect it because I don't want to fight it, push it down. I've spent so much of my life doing that and it's just so inauthentic. I was so inauthentic. I was something that I wasn't trying to fit into this box of what I've felt like a Christian, a good Christian girl looked like, mm. you know what I mean? And it just, my, my relationship with Jesus was so inauthentic. Cause I was like this fake version of myself every time. And he knows, he knows who I actually am. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's good. That's so good. He doesn't buy into it. I think that that's one of my favorite things about you is just like this willingness and this like passion in you to always be your truest self and like mm-hmm. truly not 
you know, not always just like okay with your mess, but always still trying to grow at the same time. We talk about this a lot. And I think I want to ask you the question of the flirt. Like one of the biggest things of the flirt is that there's just kind of this, I feel like there's this hole in their life always that they're just trying to fill with attention or affirmation Mm or, oh, can I get this person to like me? Can I get this person to like me? And um, I love that you're saying that you're kind of (laughs) embracing that side of things, but also knowing at the end of the day that like, that doesn't actually make you feel happy or make Mm -hmm. you feel satisfied at the end of the day. So even tell me like, what is it right now in your life that maybe God's teaching you or that you're learning that is helping to like fill that void? Or maybe it's a time when you, when you really felt like, Oh my goodness, I'm satisfied right here and right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm at a time in my life where I think we all are. There's always like unknowns, but um, in my specific situation this year in general, it's just a time, it's a year of unknowns for me. And um, I've kind of been hitting my head against a wall for the last six months. Like, God, give me answers. Like, I just want answers. You know, I want to know where I'm going. I want to know what I'm doing. Like, I'm tired of never knowing and blah, blah, blah. And I think what God's really been teaching me, and it has not been like this pretty Christian looking thing at all. It's been like, a lot of meltdowns, Mac, you've seen them. I, I will go off. <laughs> I have quite the temper when I get into meltdown mode. <laughs> and um, I start cursing my life entirely. But um, I think what he's teaching me is that no answer is going to be as satisfying as the intimacy that I find in the questioning. Mm, that's good, yeah. Um, because... I have so many questions and I'm not afraid of my questions. Like I'm not afraid to be mad at God. I'm not afraid to question God. Like we're tight. He can handle it. It's fine. But, um, I think what I'm learning is that when I, it's like when you're a little kid and your mom leaves you in the store and like goes into another aisle and you're like, I'm never going to eat another meal. Like I'm six years old. I can't find my mom. I'm going to die. This is the end of my life. Like I need my mom back. You know what I mean? Like we've all felt that feeling of whatever. And I've, I've learned that that's the kind of dependency we need to have on God. Like I literally will not survive this day unless I'm pressing into that and questions make you do that. Whereas answers happen and yeah, they last for about five minutes, but then you just have another question. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like right now, um, in this season of my life, I guess, I really feel that God is teaching me that no answer he could give me is going to do it. Mm. And that, um, the kind of really intimate connection I find with him when I am pressing into him in those times of all these questions and, you know, who should I, is this guy right? Is this, you know what I mean? It's just like, listen to yourself, trust yourself. Like, God doesn't give you your instincts for no reason either. And so it's just like, yeah, I th- I'd say that's probably, that's probably it. Cause I, I'm queen of the quick fix, like a hundred percent, you know, I'm mm-hmm. constantly trying to fill in those blank spaces with my own answers. You're always trying to make sense of stuff or, you know, just, but you ended up filling it in with like false truths, like things that, like I don't see the big picture, so I don't understand how it all works together. So I'm taking like these kind of like broken secondhand truths and pieces that I've collected and filling in the blank space of the question with them when mm. it's just and living my life 
by those answers I'm giving myself that just, I just don't have a full knowledge of everything that's happening. So yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, I'm, I'm definitely learning that that sometimes not having the answer is the point. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and the falling in love with the process. Yeah. I love that. Learning to, you know, be yourself, but keep it in check. Yeah. And knowing that we don't have to be the ones to keep it in check. Like when we're truly connecting with God every day and like, Allowing him to be a 24-7 God in our life, not just like, oh, I used to hate in college when they said, journal for an hour and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God. I I can't like <laughs> ADD, you know what I mean? I yeah. used, it used to drive me nuts. And then my dad said, you know what? God's a 24-7 guy. Like, you know, yeah. and it just like really hit home with me. And I was like, oh, okay. And when, when I started leaning into that kind of relationship with God, I think that all of these crazy wild attention desiring parts of me they're still there but they're maybe Mm. a little more positively channeled than definitely they used to be so yeah I don't know they definitely are it's cool that's so good I love what you said about intimacy with God happens and like the questioning that's so true I think that's so true um do you talk to God about your dating life (laughs) often um not really I've I don't know like I don't pray for my future husband or anything like that I just just feels <laughs> weird for me personally like it's just so inauthentic for me to do um but I but do what pray. do you pray I've heard you say for, this before yeah I pray for my um I'm a very emotional person so sometimes my emotions <laughs> can become my master instead of a servant yeah. to my mm. decision making so usually Um, and I'm always going to have emotions. I don't want to be emotionless. I like being emotional. Yeah. Um, so I think what I usually end up praying for is for clarification. I pray a lot for, like, I told God, like, I just want to know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, because I am so like, what else is out there? Is this it? Or am I settling? You know what I mean? And I'm always questioning that. I think I've always, my prayer has always kind of just been like, okay, God, like, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to do my life. When and if I meet that person you have in mind for me, like I want to know that, and it's the right time. And I want to know that I know that I know that I know that that's it. So I won't mm-hmm. spend the rest of my life. Like, quest- like, please do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I believe you, I believe you will. Like he knows what I'm going to need when that time comes. And, um, and I just, I really pray for peace when my emotions are, yeah. You know, yeah. making my brain go a million and a half miles an hour. You know what I mean? I kind of, I'm like, yo, God, keep me in check. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, um, it's interesting. <sighs> even the fact that you just talked about like, um, that you feel like God almost has, you have the deepest intimacy with him in questioning. Mm-hmm. And I think it is the, one of the big like traits of the flirt is, um, this unattainable expectations for this future love story. Yeah. And it's so funny because I think a lot of times it is, it's like you even saying that, like you want God to just be like, yes, that's the person. I know, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> knowing him, he's going to be like, I'm going to question the same person for like for, 10 for years. years. Yeah. Forever. Seriously. <laughs> and then one day I'm going to be like, okay, we'll try it out. And then we'll be married for 50. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because it is, it's like, 
I, I believe like God, God does give such clarity, especially when mm. we need it. But they're also like, like you were saying, there's such intimacy in this questions yes. and this like, Lord, even if this is, if this isn't perfect, like I'm going to trust you in that. Yeah. And so I want to hear a couple of like, even just some good stories. So <laughs> unattainable expectations is such a real thing for the flirt. It's so and real. one of the biggest tendencies is this like desire to run away when you find the like <laughs> slightest little issue and I can think of about six stories in my head of this happening like I love him and then the next day it's like he gave me chapstick and I can't stand him now just little things like that so tell us tell us like a little bit about that like what is it this this need to like run away of from intimacy like even mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day maybe the flirt does fear a little bit of this intimacy yeah, with definitely. one person And it's my career to be vulnerable. Like, it's my job to be vulnerable. But I think that my job has put me in a position where all my vulnerability, I've kind of, and you guys do the same thing with Delight. Like, you get in this habit of packaging up vulnerability so that it is relatable to other people. So as vulnerable as I feel like I am, Mm -hmm. I'm only as vulnerable as I let people think that I am because I'm packaging it and distributing it so that a lot of people can... Mm-hmm. And it kind of starts losing some of its intimacy after a while of doing that. So I'm really not as vulnerable as I <laughs> probably come off mm-hmm. as yeah. being. And I've realized that the every time I'm in a situation where it does get kind of more intimate and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Like, yeah. I can't look a guy in the face and say, this is how I feel about you. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the last time I did that when it wasn't attached to like anger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as far as like lovey-dovey, like this is how I feel about it. Can't do it. Um, so yeah, I definitely like, I look for every reason that it's not going to work out. Yeah. Like everyone. I remember in high school, I dated this guy. He was so sweet, like so nice, so cute. This is the one that's married now. Yeah. He's married now. Like, God, I hope he never hears this. Um, (laughs) he like literally, he was on the wrestling team (laughs) and I went to his wrestling, um, match one time and he like had bloody teeth like oh, after no. his oh, wrestling gosh. match. I don't like that. And I was so, I was like, mm, I can't date him the anymore. The gross like, oh, I feel thing. you. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can date him anymore. Like he had bloody teeth. I saw him in a weak moment. I remember telling my mom, like I just, it was too weak for me. I saw him in this weak moment and I just like, yeah. I don't, I just don't think it's going to work out. Same guy had a hole in his sock one time and he came over and took his shoes off and I saw he had this hole in his sock. I was like, mm. I just like, the hole in the sock, mom. Like I can't, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Like I'm out. So like definitely stupid things like holes in the sock have been blown up into reasons. I can't <laughs> commit to that person. <laughs> the chapstick was a good one. That's yes. it was a little more layered, a little more layered, a little but, more layered, but the breaking point, but it does like when, when people ask me like, Oh yeah, why aren't him and this person still together? And I'm like, chapstick, chapstick. That's it. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. He like meant totally well, but like he, um, yeah, I was out of town and <laughs> he went too far out of his way. Yeah. I just went a little too far out of his way to be accommodating to me in a way that maybe yeah. I didn't appreciate as much as he thought I would he's too <laughs> into was, it and I was just yeah. like whoa dude I can buy my own chapstick <laughs> like no you know what I mean I was pretty that was definitely a deal breaker for me was the chapstick so <laughs> that is holes funny. in the sock chops I mean yeah they've uh, 
Yeah. They go on and on. Yeah. The flirts, I feel like, of all of the types have a lot of ew moments. Like, yeah. Ah, oh, like, oh. like, ew. Yeah. Oh, can I just say, being best friends with two flirts, <laughs> the amount of, like, it's a what roller coaster ride. I know I love flirts. It's a roller coaster ride. Like, seriously, one day we're sitting down and it's this deep conversation. Wow, I think he's just so good for me. Blah, blah, blah. On and on and on. Mm-hmm. The next day, we're we're done. We're over it. And I'm yeah. like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? Literally, my sister called me out the other day. She goes, man, you flipped the switch fast on that one. You said you could see yourself marrying that guy. And yeah. The chapstick so happened. dramatic. It just fell apart. And I was like, well, I was in love with a different person. So- and blah, 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 and you just come up with all these like. Yeah. 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 One of the best qualities you know? about the flirt is that they'll like share their feelings with almost anybody. Yeah. So, But the bad part about that is, and I've seen this in my own life, you probably mm-hmm. could say the same, is yeah. that I tell everybody when I don't like him and then I tell everybody when I do like yes, him. And then you exactly. have to go back and catch everybody up. Yes, yes. I'm like... I know, and they all look at you like you have foreheads because it's like, wait, you were in love with that guy last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, you don't understand. But I feel like we he can explain ourselves pretty well. Yeah, yeah totally. You do. you do. I feel like what's cool about the flair is you're you're not afraid at the... I mean, you are afraid somewhat of intimacy but you're not afraid to like try and and explore feelings which I think is really cool so I want to know from you and right now what do you think is the biggest thing that God is teaching you right here right now about dating and about like your the condition of your heart um I think that God's really been teaching me I used to see a lot of things about me as being negative and I kind of touched on this earlier, but um, I think the flirt is a seeker at heart. Yeah. And I am definitely a seeker at heart. Sometimes I'm seeking the wrong things. Mm. Um, but when I'm seeking the right things, it can be very, very powerful. And yeah. I think that um, God is just making me really okay with how passionately and intensely I seek things. And I feel like he's just been bringing it to light to me lately um, that that can be used for good and for <laughs> and for evil. And it's what makes me who I am. And at the same time, it's um, it can also be just as hurtful as it is maybe healing, especially mm. to other people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, right now I just really feel like God is, I don't know, I'm just a seeker. And I think that's really good. Like, I, I always relate to David a lot, like a, a man after God's own heart. And, like, I, yeah. re- I know we all relate to him a lot. Um, but I've really been getting a lot of encouragement and, like, just been getting pumped when I read about him because <laughs> I, I just really relate to him in a lot of ways. You know, he wants a lot of things. and like. Yeah just is very passionate and intense about wanting to like never stop learning and seeking and, and doing and meeting and mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm becoming really, really, really okay with yeah. who I am. It's so good. I think that's a good and word for the alerts out there. Yeah. yeah seriously. I'm so really okay with that's who really I am. Cool. And that, yeah. um, you know, being a flirt is, a beautiful thing honestly you connect with so many people and you meet so many people and you share yourself with so many people but um just knowing that the power that you have to hurt other people um in being a flirt 
mm-hmm. and that not everybody is like you. Yeah. And, um, but also knowing the power you have to, mm-hmm. you know, be used by God. Cause I think God loves people who are constantly seeking and wanting more and learning more. And, yeah. and so, yeah, just like not flirt sounds bad. You know what I mean? You hear the word flirt and you go, Oh ooh. yeah. You know, but I like hear the word flirt and I go, yeah, <laughs> we're changing okay. it. We're changing the meaning flirt, AKA seeker. Seeker. Yeah. Good things. So, yeah, I like just that. Like seeking the right things. You know what I mean? And totally. that's, you're not, you're going to like, some nights you're going to text three boys. And you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just to not like condemn myself for that. Like, just yeah. be like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, is the, that the best thing to do? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, I love what you said. I think that's true about the flirt too. They have like they can love people so well because so they well. have this like really they can connect well, mm-hmm. they see qualities in people and pull them out. Like you can basically get anybody to really love to you. To tell you anything. Which, and be you really with you. love them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's a really great thing. But then also you can re heartbreaker they're yeah. known to be heartbreakers yeah. and that words yeah. you so lightly like you're a heartbreaker but that's pretty serious like it is serious, yeah. you know and like that's something that the flirt should avoid doing and yeah. I think that's yeah. really the answer is like seeking the right things and being intentional about what mm. you're putting out in the world and yeah. who yeah. you're seeking yeah, yeah. a guy hit me up the other day and told me I hurt his feelings and he hates me <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, like you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's a great person. He doesn't deserve to f- have me like, I didn't, I have the power to not make him feel that way. And so it's just yes. like the older you get and I'm only 25 ugh, and I've, I'm hip, fresh, young and I have great skin. That's what I tell myself in the mirror every morning because I'm afraid of aging. But, um, <laughs> the older I get and the more that I, you know, have experiences with people and the more that I'm hurt by other people, honestly, yeah. Um, the more good. you just gather little pieces of like compassion and mm-hmm. understanding and wisdom and being okay with who you are, but also how do I channel that in a way that breathes life into rooms instead of sucking the air out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And Not being so, as yeah. manipulative and noticing that. Yes. So. And I, even and guys are such a small slice of the pie. Like we talk about this all the time. Like you read the Bible like all these stories and it's, it was never like, yeah. And then they did this amazing thing and then they got married. <laughs> dun, 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 you know what I mean? Or like, then they got married and then this other stuff happened. It was just kind of like mm-hmm. all this amazing stuff happened. And, yeah, and then they got married and then all this amazing stuff happened. And yeah. God yeah. did all this amazing stuff. And that's how all those stories go. And so I think that I will always be dealing and trying to keep in check the characteristics of the flirt even when I am happily married and yeah yeah and have kids and that's good whatever because it it really does come from this need to just be set apart and be chosen and be wanted Mm. and be which are all the things that Mackie talk about second Peter all the time where it says that we're a chosen holy people and yeah and all that and I think the flirt really wants that you know, and you can yeah. get it from God or you can get it from people. So it's yeah. just like, and I'm going to be, that's going to be a seesaw for me my entire life, I think, because I think it's kind of just a thorn in my side that I don't think God will ever take it away yeah. from me as, but I do think he'll constantly draw close to me in the process throughout my life of yeah. learning how to balance that in a life giving way. 
Totally. And that's part of the reason why we created this like whole book and quiz mm-hmm. is because Y'all essentially Ah, well, And is our number one fan of the quiz. Yeah. She seriously yeah, tells tell everybody. everybody about the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Like these characteristics, these tendencies, they are kind of like thorns in our sides. They're just who yeah. God created us to be. It's our personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we have to recognize that. Like totally. if you just ignore the thorn in your side and you're like, these are my yeah. terrible characteristics and I'm just going to, you know, just who I am. Yeah. That's yeah. not good. Like you want to be able to work through these things, notice these things so that you can bring yeah. life to people around you. Yeah. And so. you have to validate the positive parts of who you are. You know, yeah. like you can't ignore the good things, those too. things in you because mm-hmm. otherwise you're stuffing them down because you think they're bad when they're not like God made yeah. you that way. You know, yeah. God made me to be a, ah, what's up guys. Oh, who are you? What's your name? Yeah. That's, that's, he so made you good. to be that way. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not going to like be ashamed of the fact that I'm wearing a flirt t-shirt right now because that's who I am in a lot of ways. Because I see it really is, it's like being friends with both of you guys and just who I see you be. Like I've seen you guys, yes, flirt with guys that are wildly attractive, but I've also seen you in the same way flirt (laughs) with like people who nobody notices that it's like the guy on the side of the road or the girl that is like the one that came to delight that nobody sees or whatever it is. And I Mm -hmm. think you you approach everybody the same way with the same energy and excitement and let me know you, let me see your story. And I think that that's what's so cool is that Mm -hmm. if we're seeing them as thorns in our side, they're also like these amazing, they have such amazing potential for growth and to be channeled. And it really does go back to, are you seeking God first? Mm -hmm. And are you seeking that side of it? And I think that's when it really can begin to be channeled for good. Yeah. Okay. So the last question that we're asking everybody is how are you right here and right now preparing for your future love story, AKA Mr. Handsome Husband? (laughs) Oh gosh. Bring the cheese, Ken. I hate that you just said that. (laughs) I know. She's scared. Well, I'm a little cringy right now. (laughs) I'm the podcast now. For some reason, I love saying Mister and then like an adjective. (laughs) Or wait, actually, when we were coming up with this book, Ken's kept wanting to call it like how to. She wanted to really, really make it cheesy, and it's funny that we settled on how to prepare for your future love story because it's still cheesy. But But if you would have seen where it began, (laughs) yeah. Honestly, I just going for the cringe moment for um because you yeah. know she fears the Mr. commitment, so I had to just name the husband. <laughs> One day you will be married. <laughs> um, I think like I've been in the past, like I am kind of a people pleaser, and I think that's also a part of you know just being able to connect with so many different kinds of people. Um, you end up kind of turning into a chameleon and adapting to what makes other people happy until they want you and then you're out. You know what I mean? And, um, I've definitely, I don't know if that's true for every flirt, but for me, it's definitely been true for me. And, um, I've definitely found myself changing who I am or how I act or what I'm into, um, in order to connect with other people. And then down the road, I find out I'm being something I'm totally not Mm, to keep something alive with somebody. And so I think that um, preparing for my future love story, but I think just like preparing for my purpose in life in general, I'm really asking myself, what do I like? What do I not like? What do I want to do right now? What do I not want to do right now? 
what bothers me? What pumps me up? What blah, blah, blah. And just really trying to, have you seen Runaway Bride, that movie? Yes. With Julia Roberts. Roberts. And Uh, she, the guy goes around and asks all her like former fiancés what kind of eggs she liked. And they'd always be like scrambled like me or like over easy like me. You know, with yeah. Dill, like me. And I just, it was so funny because there's a scene later in the movie where he like calls her out. He's like, you don't even know what kind of eggs you like. And she, <laughs> there's a scene later where she has like 30 plates of eggs there and she's trying every single kind. And at the end of the movie, she comes in, she goes, eggs Benedict. That's the kind of eggs I like. Like, I don't yeah. like any other kind of eggs. I like eggs Benedict. And I love that scene in that movie because I feel like that's what I've been doing the last year of my life, probably. It's like, what kind of eggs do I like? What kind of blah, blah, blah do I like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that whoever I do end up with mm. is going to naturally, um, I think they're going to respect me more and love me more because I know who I yeah. am and what I'm into. And I'll be able to genuinely share life with somebody rather than trying to change mine to fit in with somebody else's when I yeah. do reach that place of like, okay, um, let's give this commitment thing a try. Yeah. Oh, now I have to change a bunch of my things about my yeah. wild independent spirit too. Yeah. I love um, that. I think that's so cool. It's actually funny you say that because the first chapter of how to prepare for your future love story is you prepare by knowing who you are, yeah. by knowing mm-hmm. who you are and whose you are. Like that's so important. And I think you really honor your future love story and all the cheesiness. Yeah. You honor it by knowing who you are and by hundred percent becoming like the fullness of who God made you to be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I think it really does really prepare you. It really does like when that person comes in, you're not going to be this chameleon, chameleon. I can't even say that word. That changes. Um, totally. And I think that's really cool that you said that. So. It's also what's also really important about that is when you're most yourself it allows it gives so much freedom for them to be themselves too because what you're really doing in a relationship where you're just conforming to their ways or trying to impress them they're probably doing the same thing back to you and you're never getting authentic versions of either people so that's like not only such a sweet way for you to prepare Mm -hmm. but also it's going to leave so much space for that future somebody just learning what I want I told my mom the other day I was like I think I know what I want I was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which also helps me when I'm flirting with some person who does not fit, fit into that. that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, cheap. Move on. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm looking for expensive. It's part of, I got to get a little more expensive attention here. But <laughs> no, it's like, I want somebody who wants a lot of things and loves a lot of things because that yeah. gives me freedom to want a lot of things and love a lot of things, you know? And I don't want to yeah. be the only thing that somebody loves or the thing they're most passionate about or their only yeah. dream. Because I have way bigger dreams than just being with a person and way bigger loves and passions than that. And I want to share that with somebody rather than feel like I have to give some of that up in order to be on somebody else's level. You know what I mean? And so when I meet somebody who maybe like just doesn't fit into that as a flirt, who wants to be like, oh, well, I'll take what I can get anyway. Um, it really kind of makes me stop and go, oh, I don't know if that fits into like what I'm really into. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So I can just uh, move on to the next thing. You can. We love it. We love it. I know. So thanks good. for having me. This was so fun. Seriously. I I'm, I'm so, proud so of glad the Delight World has been officially introduced to Emily Wiseband. Really? This morning I wouldn't founder. say any cuss words or anything inappropriate. Yeah. So. Yes. I have this look that I give Em when she like, <laughs> crosses the line which is I mean 
it, it's just that's just who she is that's who she is Kent or Emily and I are night and day we are truly so night, night and day and, day. and so real. you did really well I'm really proud of thank you thank you I really tried there were a couple times I almost slipped up he gave me the look and I just any long pause <laughs> I get wide eyed probably because I was about to say something inappropriate that's amazing well um you're the best ever thank you so much for being on today Thanks so many me. women are gonna learn from you we'll see you later Thank you for listening to today's episode of For The Girl. If you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the how to prepare for your future love story book, go to www.delightministries.com slash for the girl. If you're in college and looking for a Christ-centered community on your campus, go to www.delightministries.com slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus. Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl. See See you next week. week.